Alright guys, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new episode of What's Good. I'm your host. Now, today, I'm going to be talking about my favorite jobs that I've had in my past. And what I did in each one. What I liked about it. What I disliked about it. And where I'm currently standing at the moment. So, before I begin... Um, I really don't have a lot of sponsors today because, eh, it's, meh, it's a whatever episode, I guess. <laughs> so, starting off at number one, when I was 18, I worked as a temp employer. So what that is, for the people that don't know, for the people that do know, don't know, whatever, I pretty much worked for a temp agency. I don't want to say names because... You know, just, I'm, just, I'm just that guy. I worked at a temp agency when I when I barely got out of high school. I just graduated. I just needed a job, and it was actually my mom that took me to this temp agency, and she was gonna get herself back in it. She told me, "Hey, you're already out of high school. Might as well just get a job, get some money for yourself." And I'm like, "All right, cool, whatever." So went there, did the pro, did the whole process, did everything, yada yada yada, dealt with the meetings and bullshit and they sent me to a potato warehouse that was 15 to 16 minutes away from my house and it wasn't bad it was not bad they treated me good they treated me fairly and I was there for a year and a half so from when I was 18 and then no yes I was 18 so I turned 19 and then I left at 19, if I remember. So, it wasn't a bad job, you know? Like, when I first started, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, when I first officially started that job, all what they had me do was open up the bad bags of mashed potatoes and just pour them in the little... In a bucket, if I remember? Yeah, I poured in a bucket. And then I would put a little thing on top to shake it off, like shake off all the excess, like if there was like any razor clips or et cetera, et cetera. And then if it was still good or not. And then afterwards, they were looking at somewhat more potential and they had me try out packing. Now, packing was a difficult look. For me, it was difficult. Because it was all fast-paced and everything was just all in one fast motion. And you had to learn how to like move your hands continuously. And my 18-year-old mind, I'm like, oh my god. like, like, And you pretty much had to remember how many had to go in a bag. Or not in a bag. So let me give you all a quick example. So you're in a standing line. The packing line or whatever the hell it's called. You're in front of the packing line. And then you see... The bags come out. You have to fold the box in place. Have the box folded up and ready with the flaps out. And depending on what the box says, say for example you need to put 12. So you need to grab 6 and 6. So boom. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. Then close, push the bag, in the, push the box in the machine where it tapes it up. And then it's on a conveyor belt. And you were constantly doing that. And I was working... A swing shift. I was working from 4.30 to 12 o'clock. Which, if I remembered, it was 
I was pretty much working like a nine hour shift, if I remember. I think it was nine hours. It was nine or ten hours. So you were doing that repetitively. And yes, your legs do get sore. You lose your train of thoughts sometimes. It gets boring. It gets quiet. You try to chat with the person that's next to you packing. But it's just so difficult because either they're not the chatty type or they just don't want you to, you know, just not talk to them. And it felt weird on my end. And then afterwards, they moved me to stacking. Now, stacking was like a whole complete different ball game because you had to pretty much stack what they packed on a pallet. And you had to do it fast because depending on what line you were, you had to do it really fast or at a minimal pace. And every now and then I'll be on a line when I'm stacking and the guy that's operating the machine, the guy or the girl operating the machine, they'll be dicks about it. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to work on it fast. So you better hustle. You better like. Go fast. And I'm over here just like, ee! So, and I didn't mind that. But my main concern was the supervisor didn't know who I was. And my mom, because I worked with my mom at the same plant, my mom knew people at that plant and on our shift. And they knew that I was working there. But the supervisor who knew my mom didn't know me. She thought I was just some random white boy and thought, okay, I'm going to manipulate him. I'm going to pretty much tell him, hey, you're going to be on there. They had me stacking for a whole entire month just because. And then when she found out who I was, she's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. Ah, da, 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 da. So that's when she kind of felt bad. And she's like, okay, we're just going to have you pack and stack. Like, we're going to rotate you from doing that. And another thing I would do from time to time, I would take breaks for other people. So what that meant was while me and two other people, we would just do whatever, like sweep up, open bad potatoes or just whatever. And then right when it was getting close to break time, we would take breaks, pretty much cover the people on the line. So say, for example, okay, two of us are going to take care of lines one, two, et cetera, et cetera. And then one person starts off on the far end side and then works their way around. And then when everybody gets their break, then we get our breaks. Now, as for the stackers, it works completely different. Now, for stacking, I remember this briefly. If you were on a certain line and there were multiple people lined up, one person will cover your line and then cover his line at the same time. And I hated being in that situation because I had to focus on not just my line, but on another coworker's line. So you were pretty much moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then it would get backed up, backed up, backed up, backed up, backed up, and you're just like, ah! So one of the reasons why I didn't like this job was the hours, and if you were in a shitty situation where they didn't finish what they needed to finish, you had to stay later. So they would have me go from 4 to 12, from 4 to 2, or 4 to 3, I remembered I stayed so late, I didn't want to come in, but they made me come in, and I only had a few hours of sleep, and they were making, they were going to make me stack, and I was in no mood for it, I was frustrated, I was tired, but I was happy because it was on a Friday, and I was like, okay, that's great, I don't have to work. The good benefits that I did learn, and what I did like about it was at least, it gave me 
a fresh start of the working world. Like it gave me an idea of, okay, this is what it's going to be like working. This is what I'm going to do from now on. This is going to be how it is. Then right when I quit the plants, I wanted to do something else. And I don't know why, but what caught my interest was detailing. Detailing, for some reason, caught my point of interest. I always wanted to, you know, clean, do something that was different. And I was very blessed by my good friend, Gabriel. And he gave me an opportunity to work with him over at Ron. Well, I don't want to say the name of the dealership, but he gave me an opportunity to work at Dodge. And I loved it. It was actually pretty amazing and fascinating to see how it worked detailing cars and how it worked. And he showed me the step-by-step basis on what to do first or what to prep. Like pretty much everything about detailing was just amazing. And honestly, I never wanted to leave at first. I wanted to try to make it long-term or try to make it work. But of course, and I'm going to say this for everything. Every job has its setback. Every job has their ups and downs. So with detailing, I was getting the flow of it. Everything was running smoothly until I want to say we had a coworker that left because him and my boss didn't were not on the same page. They had differences and he was just being rude and and all sorts of things. So I remembered he just left with no question. So at the time, it was just me and my boss. And we were trying to duke out as many cars as we can. And so I remembered, yeah, we were just on the hunt for looking for people. And we did find somebody. He was an amazing coworker. I still talk to him still to this day. And afterwards... I never really said this because I felt like it was kind of a personal matter, I guess. But I felt like he was detailing cars better than me and I was losing my touch. And it was sad because he was he was new. And I guess I felt a little intimidated, a little pressured, I guess you would so to speak. So the only thing that got me to stop doing detailing that got me to hate it. It was the cars that I was given. So if I remembered, there was a drawer with a box full of keys. And I don't think they were in order. Yes, they were in order. So they would hand us a couple of keys. And my boss knew which ones were the clean ones, which ones were the decent ones, which ones were the, okay, this was just a quick, like a quickie. But I guess he wanted me to like pretty much get back on my mojo, like get the to do like how I was doing so my most recent cars that he gave me they were just trashed like I'm talking trashed and I think the breaking point for him and I can see his frustrations why he got frustrated with me I can completely understand he got frustrated and it was because of a what car was it so and also, if I remember, we also had a set time limit. So we had to get these cars done by a certain time because either customers were looking at it or they were just, you know, they were just wanting it. 
So, um, so I remembered I was struggling to think to get this car clean. It was a Toyota Tundra pickup truck, and it had so many stains throughout the carpet, the seats, everything was just bad. And I tried using everything that I could to get the stains out, but I felt like I was making them worse by the minute. So I remembered Hugh did get upset with me and he told me that's it. I'm gonna we're gonna have a little meeting with you. So he he talked to me and he's like, Listen, I don't know what's going on, but you need to you know so but like long story short, I got a short suspension because it was really bad. I was suspended for a couple of days until he told me, Alright, this is where I'm gonna break it to you. You need to think about if you want to continue doing this or not. Now, if you do want to continue this, you will show up in your uniform, ready to kick ass, whatever. And But here's the catch. If I were to screw up or do whatever one more time, it was over. It was just an automatic fire. So, and he told me, and if you don't want to continue this, I'm not going to get mad at you. I completely understand. You're going to show up with your uniform in your hand. And it took me a lot of deep thinking because I really wanted to continue it. But at the same time, I really, I wasn't really feeling it anymore. So he gave me that suspension until Monday. And my suspension was literally Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a five day, a four or five day suspension, basically. So I come back on Monday and I already made up my mind. I knew what I was going to do. So I came in my shirts in my hand, like my uniforms. And I just said, I'm sorry. I couldn't do it anymore. It's not you. It's me. I feel, I explained myself. I was like, listen, I feel like I am going to mess up again. I feel like I'm going to go slow. There's nothing against you, but I do apologize. And till this day, I still do miss detailing. I would do it again if I really wanted to, or at least as a side hobby or something. But it's, one of those where you just have to do what you have to do. So alongside that, I was unemployed for a good couple of months. And actually, I'm going to take a quick break. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when I come back, I will explain the last, my last three jobs. And then that's wrap. All right, welcome back. So after I took, well, after I was unemployed for a good several months, an old acquaintance of mine got me an opportunity to work at a cabinet shop. I don't want to say the names because things didn't really go so well at that cabinet shop, and I'll explain more into detail. So he gave me an opportunity to work at this cabinet shop, and it was great because I was going to learn a new skill set. I was going to learn how, what to do and how to do things. So I thought, okay, great. It will be amazing. Went in and there were some things that felt off about that place. Number one, two, both of my previous jobs, obviously they drug tested me. This one did not. This one didn't drug test me. And I thought that's kind of weird. Why aren't they drug testing me? Like, so I, I got past that point, whatever. So I show up, everything's well. And the owner greets me, my boss greets me, and then after that he introduces me to the shop manager. 
Now it's the shop's manager's job to pretty much show you what to do, how to do things, and just pretty much give you everything. The minute my boss left and now it's just me, the shop manager, he literally just threw me in like a pack of wolves. Like he didn't tell me how to operate certain machines. He didn't, he just threw me in. Like he was expecting me to know, like he was expecting me to already know how to do this stuff. And I was frustrated. And it literally took my old acquaintance to show me how to do everything. And I mean everything. I was fucking frustrated. Like, I'm sorry. And I know you're probably thinking, why are you crying about it? Well, put yourself in my predicament. If you were in my shoes and if you were to figure out, okay, I don't know how to do this. Confidently, you're supposed to ask your shop manager, hey, how do I do this? Can you show me? Instead of him saying, oh, yeah, 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 I'll show you. No, he literally just said, figure it out. Like, he was a fucking dick. So, yeah, it took my old acquaintance to show me everything. And it was bad. And after I was doing it the way that I was taught, he was getting mad at me because supposedly I did it wrong. Or it wasn't up to his expectations. Or it just, it just didn't sit right, you know? And... I was just frustrated. Give me just one moment. So, afterwards, I get frustrated. And I duked it out. And I think I was only there for a good one month or two months. I was only there for that long. And I hated it because I was never, they never took me serious. And it frustrated me to no end. Because when I wanted, because when I was asking a serious question, they all took it as a joke. When I didn't know how to do a certain thing, they took me, they took it as a joke. I didn't have my own proper tools and they were getting mad at me for borrowing them a lot and it wasn't my fault. And I told them, well, you guys don't pay me enough for to get my own tools. So with the small amount of checks that I got from them, and it was small checks that I got from that job specifically, I literally spent one whole check just to get tools that I still have still to this day. And when they saw that I got the tools, they're like, all right, great. Now you came prepared, whatever, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, yeah, I came prepared because, yeah. So then afterwards, and I remember this day like nothing. So I remembered one day the majority of the employers were going to go on an install. They were going to leave me and this other guy and then the shop uh foreman or whatever his name i think it was a foreman i don't remember so um excuse me so i remember i was where i was helping him do a certain thing for the cabinets so i remembered they called me in to the office and i'm just like what's going on why am i in trouble like i was i was confused you know i was confused so they call me in and they tell me, I'm sorry to say this, but there's no work for you. We're going to have to let you go. Pack up your stuff. Pack up whatever you have in the fridge. You're done. You're done. So it was very frustrating for me at this part. And I do apologize for the background noise. Again, I've said previously in my episode, I do recording to my car. So I 
left frustrated and I was also unemployed again for two months. So I was unemployed less at that time. So afterwards, I found a website and I started working at a call center. And I was at that call center for a year. And obviously, call centers have their setbacks too. I didn't mind doing the call center. It was my first time doing it. I was nervous. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was expecting. So, and I was very thankful enough to get this opportunity because I knew multiple people at that call center that gave me the opportunities, that gave me the chances. My very close friend who I love dear to my heart, shout out to my boy Juan. He was working there and he was pretty much telling me, hey, I'll show you the ropes. I'll help you. Don't be nervous. You got this. I believe in you. Like pretty much hyping me up for success. So obviously when I first started, I didn't know what to do. I was scared and I may have dropped some profanity. And obviously in the call centers, you have to keep it a professional, a very professional level. And I couldn't, well, I was struggling with that because I was cussing. I cussed out a customer for like all my first week to all my first week. Can you believe it? And then afterwards I did better. I did very, like I reached their expectations a lot. So then I did fine. Everything was working out well. And then in 2019, not 2019 2020 2021 around there when COVID hit when COVID started hitting that's when it started to go downhill and the reason I say that is because that's when they started in like pretty much introducing the work from home that's when they started saying okay you're gonna have to work from home so working from home my first time it was okay at first like I didn't mind it but then afterwards it started to feel weird it was weird and also the fact that I couldn't really do much I couldn't really leave my room I felt isolated away from my own siblings from my own mom and I was pretty much just away from them and it did give me a little bit of depression when I was in my room and I really couldn't do much especially since COVID shut down their doors for a lot of buildings so I, I didn't really have much of a choice either so I was also failing at home. I kept using, I was using profanity and my other call during the calls. At one point I was already on thin ice and they were telling me, Hey, you need to cut the crap or you're going to get fired. Da, 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 da. And long story short, they were slowly opening things back up and they were telling me, Hey, your, your quality assurance is quality assurance score is not the best. We need you to come back. We need you to do better. So, I come back, everything was phenomenal. It was like, like a complete 180. The only thing I didn't like about that job, and I'm gonna be completely honest, is when it comes to working from home, it's just a lack of communication. Like sometimes they weren't really as communicative, in my opinion, or it was just very dead, you know? So, Anyways, so when I got back to the center, things started to get better until I got the opportunity for my brother.
Now, so it was because of my brother. He gave me a call while I was working, and he was telling me about another cabinet shop. And I told him, I don't know how I would do at a cabinet shop because you knew about what happened at the last one. So I gave him, I gave it a shot. So I walked in, did the application, did the drug test, did the quick interview, did the tour, and it was a success. I was nervous at first. I had a breakdown moment my first two days, and then 11 months later, almost close to a year, it has actually been the best decision I've ever made. And honestly, it was just the perfect choice for me. And am I thinking about leaving? Maybe. Now... Sorry about that. I had to do something out outside my car. So, you're probably thinking, wow, you're probably doing good. Well, yeah. I did go back to the call center just for a quick buck, but my future plans. Am I going to get something different? Most likely. When? Sooner or later or possibly whatever. So, I know this was kind of a short episode, kind of a fast one, eh, but I do hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned for tomorrow. I'll post another poll on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Um, My Instagram will be on the album art and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.